0: you don't really like think about your parents as, you know, like individual people, yes. right? you just like, oh yeah, whatever, she's my mom. But you know, now like thinking back about what she's had to go through in order for us to be where we are at this point, like it's tremendous. Like, you know, I can't thank her enough for like, she had to leave her family behind. She has this generosity of spirit that I don't know of anyone else and, you know, I hope that I can kind of, you know, channel her in a way and be like a source of light for other people, just as she was for so many.
1: Hi, my name is Jose and I'm a photographer from Venezuela, living in New York. As an immigrant myself, I'm curious about other immigrants living in the city. From their motivations to leave their countries and their connection to their cultures, to what New York City means to them. This is New Neighbors. On this episode of New Neighbors, I spoke with Angela. Angela is originally from the Philippines and she came to New York when she was very young, alongside her dad and her siblings. You see, Angela's mom had found a job as a teacher in Brooklyn, so she was able to bring Angela and her family to New York. Now, Angela works as an immigration attorney, helping other families bring their loved ones to the U.S., just as her mom did with Angela and her family all those years ago. New York is home for Angela. Since she was very young, she has been connected to the Filipino community in the city. but. As Angela says, she's also been able to foster deep relationships with other like-minded immigrants. People who have been on an Angela's side throughout her life. Here's Angela from Queens and the Philippines.
0: My name is Angela Taragoza. I'm originally from the Philippines.
1: And. What inspired you to, to move to New York?
0: So it was actually my mom. She was the trailblazer. <laughs> she actually first came here in the 90s on a work visa. And then after a few years of working here, she decided that she wanted to live here permanently and she started the process to bring you know us like her kids my dad so basically the whole family here to live here permanently but you know it took a really long time as you know the process for immigration so it wasn't until like I guess the late 90s that we were actually able to to join her here so yeah she was like working here kind of like long distance like, relationship with our mom. And that's like the immigrant story, right? Like there's always someone who goes, you know, somewhere, you know, first. And then there's kind of like this chain migration that happens. And that's our story.
1: Wow. Did you move, did you and your mom and then your dad, did you guys move to New York? directly from Philippines.
0: Yeah, yeah, New York's home. So New York's really, like, our home base. So my mom first started working at a school in Brooklyn. So that's where she and my dad first settled. And then when we came here, my siblings and I, we actually, like, lived here in Astoria. So this is where, this is home for us.
1: Wow. That's incredible. I've I've spoken with a couple of people that moved here when they were young. Yeah. I just some two people come to mind, Falou from Senegal. He moved to New York I think when he was five. Wow. And so did Vasilisa from from Russia. And I think and and I think we'll talk about this in a little bit, but one of the interesting things that, they, that I recognize from them is their connection to, to their culture, to the culture of the countries that they come from. And for Falou, for example, his connection came, from what I understand, from the people around him. So he, he moved here when he was five, and his connection was through his parents, through his dad who had a lot of friends from Senegal, through his grandma, And for Vasilisa, it was because she, from when she was a kid, she used to travel back to Russia. And so she has an amazing connection with with her grandma. Yeah. Do you go back to Philippines?
0: Yeah, I mean, I often go back. You know, it's always good to kind of go back to your roots. But even here, like, so my mom was, you know, growing up, she's always like ingrained in us like you know this you know pride for our heritage so growing up in the philippines there's like a cultural divide between like the filipinos like you know the filipinos and like you know for example the people that colonized us which is you know like the spaniards you know to a certain extent like americans and chinese so there's like a very strong kind of colonial mentality embedded in you know in our culture and so over there people you know kind of i guess you know think highly of like you know anything that's not that's from abroad that's like imported that's like non-filipino but you know the difference you know with us growing up was like you know my mom has always really stressed, you know, being proud to be Filipino, like, you know, where, like, people like, you know, our friends with like, colored, you know, would bleach their skin, and she's like, no, you're not doing that. That's, you know, be proud of your heritage. Be proud of your identity. So, even then, we were, you know, kind of, really, there's this, she's instilled in us like a sense of pride for, you know, our cultural heritage. And then here, you know, we were lucky enough to be connected with, like, the Filipino community, and so there's always been this sort of, like, ongoing and continuous, like, influx of, like, culture, even here, right? Like, Philippine culture and pride. So, you know, when we first came here, we would go to, like, Filipino events, and then eventually I was connected to this, filipino american dance and theater group so i was involved there and then you know obviously like during law school you know it was like such a hectic time so now it's more like all right well we're just kind of fans now of this group not like it's like different to be like like now it's like less involvement than before where we would be like in shows and stuff like that like cultural shows so you know i think we're really lucky in new york because you know no matter where we're from there's always like a community of like-minded individuals and it doesn't even have to be like from your country Right. right it can be like you know a group of people where you share like common interests with
1: completely accurate and true from my perspective too just to share a little bit yeah, exactly. from, from my experience, my initial experience in, in New York, I remember that I became fast friends with two people in Brooklyn. One, one of them is from Colombia. His name is Andres. And then another, the other one is Argentinian. And there were words, and even in Spanish, as you might know, that same word, but used in different contexts.
0: Yeah that's so yeah. cool right like kind yeah. of like you know the colloquial usage of like certain words depending on where you're from
1: exactly and and one thing that we we laughed about that a lot <laughs> particularly between Colombian Spanish and Venezuelan Spanish there are many words that we share and one of them specifically meant like for example amazing in Spanish in Venezuelan Spanish uh-huh. and it meant you were horny in, in, in <laughs> and so that particular word made him always which word mild. is that? arrecho
0: arrecho yes oh wow um, amazing that's arrecho
1: yeah you well arrecho can have many meanings but I one see. of them is when you say for example oh that the color of that ice cream truck is muy arrecho means that it's
0: awesome it's hot you love yeah, it. it's yeah, hot yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: it could also mean like for example estoy arrecho means that you're angry
0: Oh, so like for fiery, yeah, yeah. exactly, and for
1: them, that fire translated more into like
0: a sexual connotation. A, yeah, sexual
1: connotation, yeah. exactly right. So it was funny because I don't know if we talked about this amongst ourselves, but I felt that we created this like version of Spanish that was almost like universal.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Like your, you know, like your common like, exactly, yeah, and dialect. Yeah. For, for
1: me now, when I listen to, for example. Dominican Spanish, or Cuban Spanish, Colombian Spanish. Now for me, I don't feel that initial difference of like, oh, you're from a different country. It it just feels like Spanish to me. So that point about you finding a community that's not necessarily about your own country resonates
0: a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Like for you to say that, you know, now whenever you hear Spanish, that's just like Spanish it's no longer kind of like a regional thing where oh he's colombian he's argentinian now i think that's what really like you know what's exciting about new york is that you know although there are like so many like different you know perceived differences like because you're all here because we're all here you know we recognize and we realize how the same we all are and i think that's really you know the hallmark of being a new yorker is that we're all from New York, you know. Exactly. No matter where we're from, we're New Yorkers. Oh,
1: my God. You're so right. This friend of mine is going through this complicated situation. The guy from Tel Aviv, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And he's having a kid on, on Monday, his second kid.
0: <gasps> yes. Wow. J- exciting.
1: It's super exciting. He confessed that he was a little, he was feeling a little stressed.
0: Of course. Um, I mean, that's yeah. scary.
1: Exactly right. For me, just one kid, but he has two. And he was having an issue with his landlord, and he didn't know basically if they were going to have to move back to Israel. And he, he's the one that has this project about cars.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: it's literally, it's, it's called Wheels of New York.
0: Oh, so how it's, cool. So it's
1: about New York, you yeah. know, in a way. And he was saying, you know, I want to continue working on this project even if I move back to, to Israel. But I don't know if I should tell people that I live in Israel, if that ever happens, you know. And and one thing that I, that you spoke about, which is we're all the same, and we're all New Yorkers. I said, dude, I think you saying you're from, that you're now in Israel, kind of feels honest, and it also makes me think that you carry New York wherever you go. You know.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Like. I think you know being from New York that's like a common bond that people who live here you know share and it's it kind of like it's like it connects us wherever we are you know it doesn't matter like if you're from New York you're always a New Yorker.
1: I think so too and speaking about your specifically about your community your community from the philippines does your family live here or
0: yeah like my family you know my immediate family lives here they actually live in queens also i have a twin sister she lives in miami but yeah like we consider new york our home my dad's retired so he's now in the philippines but yeah like this is our home base queens is our home
1: base and did you guys when you got to new york and i guess Maybe the answer is yes or maybe not, but were you able to create an alternative family or an alternative community of, of friends that were close, maybe?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it was like, I, I think coming from the Philippines, it's, I think it's easy for people to kind of find their footing in New York or in the U.S. because we grew up speaking the language everyone in the Philippines really speaks English. Like, you know, it's like such, you know, it's very Americanized in a way. And so like coming here, you know, we didn't really have like such huge culture shock in a way that, you know, we couldn't speak the language or it was hard for us to communicate. So I think, you know, we immediately kind of, you know, felt somewhat at home. And also there's a lot of, you know, my parents have been here for like a few years longer than us so they already have like their friends, their established community, so we kind of just you know, jump into that and I think New Yorkers are just you know, very welcoming people so if they're like they see, you know, you're somewhere, you know, from somewhere you know, somewhere else, you're new you know, they immediately feel like welcome because they're excited about your culture and I think that's really like You know, when when you hear about, like, people, like, thinking negatively about New Yorkers, it's like, you know what? You haven't met a real New Yorker. Because, like, New Yorkers are the most helpful, the most warm, welcoming people that you'll ever know. If you're in New York and you didn't get a good, like, you know, treatment, that probably, that person's probably not from New York. Mm, You know what I mean? Like, I think that's how I felt, like... Yeah, what about you? How did you feel?
1: Well, first of all, I feel exactly like you about New Yorkers. As I continue to learn more about the city and the different neighborhoods, as I explore the different boroughs, I do think that New Yorkers are very helpful and and very... uh, I think the word's collaboration.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: we understand that we all have to move together.
0: Yeah.
1: And even people from the U.S., from different states, I think that once they have been here for a while, they start acting, it's almost like we forget that we're immigrants or that we're Americans, in the end, we're all part of the same tribe.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, because you know, like living in York, it it can be tough, right? And so I think you know, there's like that shared recognition mm-hmm. of like how like tough it is to live here in New York. And so we're very much like, you know, as you said, you know, collaborative, right? Because we're we're really just helping each other yes. to like kind of survive <laughs> in this. I mean, it's not, you know, I'm just saying like, compared to like other places, there's, I think there's more like connection. Mm-hmm. You're more like kind of able to connect with so many different people and i think that connection kind of gives way to the collaborative aspect right whereas if you're like somewhere somewhere else where people are just driving right and you know you're not really kind of mixing mm. in like public transportation or like parks or like walking or on the street That's interesting you know it's like Yeah, what's your shared experience? The shared experience really is driving through traffic or something. So I think like, you know, here in New York, just because we are physically, the the physical proximity to each other, I think, kind of gives, you know, is like engenders that community aspect.
1: Oh, that's very, super interesting. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but it makes complete sense the idea that i mean it's it's i think it's a given that most new Yorkers a huge part of the community moves by walking or taking the subway you know that kind of transportation and they don't we don't drive that much yeah so that effectively allows us to sort of know each other in yeah a to way, like connect
0: you know? each other yeah. with each other yeah. through that experience right mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that's like similar kind of bonding, you know, with like, you know, in other situations. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like here in New York, so before actually law school, before law school, I was like studying sociology. Uh. So this is like super exciting for me, <laughs> like kind of like cities, how people behave in cities. And really, like, you know, New York is so like it's such a unique place. Yeah. It's like so historic, like everyone all over the world comes here. Why do they come here? You know obviously for the opportunities but also for like the diversity like they you know they find themselves here but also like your your friend who was like you know i want to know how people from nepal eat their yeah. culture you know like you also come here to absorb like other people's like culture and i think that's what's really interesting and like rich you know about new york is that. There's no other place you can actually experience what you get here.
1: I agree, and as you were speaking about that, images came to mind, like memories about people asking why New York, specifically Americans, that live in other cities. I think, again, like as we spoke about it earlier, I think they don't know real New Yorkers, and so their idea of New York is the city where, you know, crazy things happen or that it's dirty or you know those ideas and and i think which has some
0: truth right yeah yeah, obviously
1: but what you just said i think starts to answer that question you know why new york because there's no place that makes us people like us feel more complete
0: yeah yeah exactly like it's you're always like you know you you're always getting new experiences. You're always meeting new people. You're always exposed to like some other culture. It's like you're walking somewhere and you're like, oh wow, here's like you know a parade from like you know a Sikh parade or you know it's like something unexpected, right? So yeah, it's it's you know I'm so grateful that you know my mom actually decided to like immigrate here to to New York and she you know I I do remember her saying that New York was really like her top choice because she was given like options where to Mm. teach but New York you know I felt like you know she was like immediately drawn to New York because you know of just you know how rich in culture diversity and also opportunities
1: Mm. that's amazing and I'm, I'm so glad that your mom was lucky enough to have the ability to choose but also that that she chose
0: yeah yeah
1: I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you do sure so what do you what do you do what's your
0: yeah so I'm an immigration attorney I have my own practice it's a boutique practice I have a partner and we mostly we mostly help families you know live here with you know stay here with their families who are, you know US citizens for US citizens to bring their you know loved ones here basically kind of like what happened with my mom right like she brought us here we also work with artists who want to to live and work here and really just have like kind of you know a space for them to expose you know the world and New York you know for their art yeah.
1: wow I know that we spoke about this before we started the interview but would you say that your experience and your mom's experience inspired you to or initially inspired you to to go through this journey?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, we you know, I I mentioned like before, you know, as as like an immigrant female, like I never really thought, you know, I could be a lawyer because I never really had like, you know, someone to kind of like look up to like oh I can be like her right until like a professor at school was like you should think about becoming a lawyer and I'm like oh okay yeah let's okay I'll consider it you know let's see if I can like pass through these like hurdles that I have (laughs) to get through right And then, like, you know, at that time, he was my professor for my immigration class, actually, my sociology immigration class in college. And I was, like, working on this paper on Filipino nurses. And that's, you know, basically, you know, I was studying how people in a certain, like, kind of ethnic group would gravitate towards a certain kind of niche industry which here in this case Filipino nurses. Why? Because you know, their families would encourage them to take up this profession, etc. Right. etcetera et So that was kind of like the start for me of like being interested in this whole process, this immigration process. And so when I went to law school I immediately knew that I wanted to do something that's immigration related. And so during law school, that's kind of, you know, those were the opportunities that I sought out. I sought out internships with like law firms to learn more about immigration. And, you know, I was also, you know, lucky to have gone to a school, like I went to CUNY, CUNY Law School, where we we had so many opportunities to just work with community members and you know, it really enriched, you know, the legal work with like, you know, kind of how your work actually impacts your community. So yeah, I was like super excited to be in this, in this sphere and to be an immigration attorney and, you know, help others in a way, you know, kind of to give back to, you know, the legal community or the, the, <laughs> the immigrant community. Yeah.
1: Wow. It feels like you found your calling.
0: I love it. It's a very exciting feel to be in and also very fulfilling. So I'm grateful for this, really.
1: Is there something that about what you do or, you know, it could be something from your personal life that keeps you up at night?
0: Keeps me up at night. You know, I used to be I used to be super stressed about cases and you know, that would keep me up at night. But I realized, you know, with you know, I've been practicing for I would say for almost 10 years now and you know, you just have to I think, you know, it it's a very challenging profession because there's so many things that are not within Your sphere of control and so if you actually just stress out over like oh my god how is USCIS going to like decide on this case I mean you could spend all day stressing out over that but then you know I realized like all I can do is really do my best and you know the rest is up to you know the other side so the ball is in their court you know as long as I've done my best I think you know what more can i ask for that's really all i can do yeah
1: yeah it's um it's I mean, a realization. <laughs> it's a realization of the things yeah exactly. of the things you can control and the things you can't right?
0: yeah yeah and I, i've seen this a lot with my colleagues like they're super stressed about you know everything and being a lawyer it's like a very stressful like occupation and so I think you know what I've learned is you have to have like work-life balance like it's super important because otherwise how are you going to be an effective advocate for your client how are you going to be able to do a good job like if you're like tired and stressed like you know you deserve you know you deserve to have like you know kind of like you deserve to care for yourself because only if you care for yourself can you care for others so that's really what I've learned I mean I haven't been practicing that long but (laughs) you know I think in any profession I think that's you know that's paramount like you Mm -hmm. can't be effective if you are you know stressed out and not taking care of yourself
1: good point correct i think well now we're sitting on a bench looking at the river and you know we were talking about whether you had a lot of work you and obviously yes but it's these moments i think that you have to have these moments
0: yeah yeah it's balance is important and you know, I could be, you know, if when you have your own business, it's like, for me, I don't have a baby. My, my business is my baby. Like, I really pour, like, all my efforts and energies into my practice. And so, you know, I could be working all the time, really. Like, I, there's so many things that, you know, I could do and, you know, cases to work on. But, you know, obviously, you have to have balance, right? Because if I'm, like, run down, I, I cannot be effective in my job. So you really have, to, really have to have self-care. And, you know, I lost my mom last year. And so what I've learned is that, you know, life, life is short life is short as long as you're you know for me as long as i'm like you know doing a good job you know taking care of my clients you know i don't have to work myself to death you know i i want to be able to you know do a good job but also have time for myself for my family like that's super important for me like there are other people who are probably like oh yeah i have to like you know work 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 You know it can be fun I used to be that way I used to be like all right work 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 but you know at the end of the day who are you really working for right you know if I'm working for my family that's great but you know what I want to make sure that I actually have time for my family like so so that's really what I've learned is that you have to have balance everything has to you know every everything is in its place and everything has its time
1: that's true I just thought about me a few years ago and I used to work long hours yeah what um, were
0: you working on
1: so uh, during the day I'm a designer yeah, yeah yeah. and I also have my my own firm
0: designing whether uh, whether you
1: design sure so brand graphic oh i see web.
0: nice
1: thank you because it was only me and my partner and maybe a few other freelancers from here and there for a long time i got into this habit of working whenever and how long i wanted to <laughs> i think i think you get it and so I started to think less about myself because my objective was always do, do this for your family, for your parents, for now, for my wife. But it's, you're, you're so right. There has to be a balance. There has to be a time where you actually spend time with people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, my mom, she was always saying like, Oh, you're always working and i'm like ma of course i've do my own business i have to like take care of it and you know obviously at that time you know i was really just starting out with the practice so there's like a lot more kind of you know babysitting that needed to be done but you know now i think we're at a point where you know we can actually step back and be like all right you know what we can you know we don't have to work you know all the time you know we can go to the beach you know have like you know a relaxing day and really just kind of enjoy the fruits of our labor and I think that's super important because then you know when you're working 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 all the time you know what is it for you know are you working so that you can you know you said provide for your family okay so you're now able to provide for your family are you gonna step back or or it's just that you you're so used to this kind of you know always Mm -hmm. being on like yeah 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 yeah, i love this oh check 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 you know what i mean like but you know i think also it takes a lot of discipline to actually step back and be like you know what it's my day off today you know what i'm not gonna touch work everyone's taken care of and i think you know that's how it should be as long as you're like taking care of the people that you're supposed to be taking care of you know in Um, your work you know you can have a day off you can actually not work you know yeah
1: i bet your vision of life has has changed a lot
0: yeah yeah it has you know especially like you know after my mom passed last year it was like You know, like, I was like, wow, I wish I, like, spent more time with her. And now it's more like, I can't, right? But she's always here with me. Like, I feel that. So now instead, like, I spend time with my other family members. Like, I try to, like, I always, like, spend time with my my nephew, with my sister-in-law, with my brother. And that's super important for me.
1: 100%. I know it is not the same. My mom and my dad live in Venezuela and one thing I try to remember is that I have a part of me that is me, that is Jose, but I also have a part of me that's my dad and a part of me that's my mom and when you say I carry her with me, what I remember of myself thinking is some of the things how I act sometimes is like my mom you know
0: yeah you know that's interesting that you said that because when I was in the Philippines and my dad and I we you know we actually would like we we went to our old like home like before we, we actually like we initially we're living like in the city by Manila and then we moved to the suburbs like in Antipolo and we went actually to our old home and people were like oh you remind me of your mom oh, you look like your mom. So, like, I felt like, I was like, oh, wow. Like you said, you know, I, you know, she's with me. Like, a piece of her stays with me. And, you know, I think, like, you know, I represent her in a way. So so that makes me feel, like, you know, warm and fuzzy inside that she's with me. And that's that's re- that's the truth, right?
1: Yeah, especially now, one of the things that I can understand about your story is that your mom was very courageous so was your dad yeah but your mom was very courageous to come to new york
0: yeah and i mean i'm just like you know i just think about her her story right like you know when you're when you're young you don't really like think about your parents as You know, like, individual people, right? you just think, oh, yeah, whatever. She's my mom. But, you know, now, like, thinking back about what she's had to go through in order for us to be where we are at this point, like, it's tremendous. Like, you know, I, I can't thank her enough for, you know, like, she had to leave her family behind. You know, I mean, you can probably relate to that. You left your family. But for her, she left, like, two, like, three kids actually and her spouse to like have a better life for them to give them a better life and you know and she really succeeded because we're here now and really like I, I can't see myself you know at this stage without her
1: and I think from what I know about you is you are doing what your mom did for her family you're doing that for dozens and dozens of people
0: yeah I mean she's really like such a role model for me like she and her mom so the you know they're like the two strongest women I've, I've known all of my life and so I always like try to emulate them and and really like I you know I can't you know I am NOT who I am without like those two like and my mom especially like you know being such a trailblazer and like you like you actually alluded to she's like very she has this generosity of spirit that i don't know of anyone else and you know i hope that i can you know kind of you know channel her in a way and be like a source of light for other people just as she was for so many
1: i'm sure you are as a former client of an immigration <laughs> attorney, I can tell you that the level of appreciation that you have for your attorney is unlimited. It's insurmountable. It's you save lives.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I yeah, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to like, you know, be that person for so many people and yeah, like, you know, I'm 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 so glad that you know in our practice we we have amazing clients who you know who also do great things and we're also instrumental in making that happen so you know it's 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 just a great it's a great practice it's it's amazing to have this opportunity to kind of be a part of a person's journey in that way so yeah
1: thank you so much this was a wonderful insight into your personal story but also it made me appreciate my own immigration attorney so much it's like you know one of those things when people say you should call this person if you're thinking about them I, I think I'm gonna write a, a yeah, nice note to that too. would be uh,
0: nice yeah. yeah that would be really nice for for them to just you know get that appreciation
1: yeah Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's so
0: nice to meet you.
1: As a kid, I remember hating when a stranger or uh, one of my parents' friends made a remark of how much I was like one of them. I wanted to be me, you know? And parents were lame anyways. But as time goes by, you learn to see your parents as human beings. You see that they're flawed, they're not perfect, and in most cases, they were just trying to do the best that they could for you. Now that I live thousands of miles away from my mom and my dad, they both live in Venezuela, I cherish those moments when I or others that know me recognize in me traits from my parents. Whether it's my mom's sense of humor and optimism towards life, or my dad's commitment uh, to family and ambition and work, I take pride in these characteristics I inherited from them. I take my parents with me, all the time, wherever I go, just like Angela takes her parents. New Neighbors is produced by myself, Jose Reyes, and Alex Gerard. Special thanks to the incredible Angela Torregosa for her story and for helping out immigrants just like me. Learn more about Angela and her work on her website, www.venusinorbit.nyc Our website, newneighborsproject.com You can find the portraits of our new neighbors on my Instagram account at Jose Reyes Art. We'll be back next week with more stories from our new neighbors. Ciao.